Nuclear. Now, is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Every episode, Kathy and Ross send me a word. I try to pronounce that word. I may be wrong. I may be right. And then we just see where that goes. Today, for this new year, Kathy and Ross have brought up a really interesting word because I don't know what it is. Uh, it's spelled as if the word is clapboard. C-L-A-P-B-O-A-R-D. That seems like a dumb way to say it. I know the word cupboard is spelled cupboard, so I'm just going to decide that this word is pronounced clabbered, even though that sounds kind of stupid? Well, it Very doesn't sound stupid, and congratulations. Ding, 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 winner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. So it really is, it really is clabbered. It is clabbered, and it's been pronounced that way since uh, the early uh, 16 or 1700s. As far back as we can go, we see clabbered. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it was misspelled in the early years as C-L-A-B-O-R-D. We found a um, old reference in Paul Revere's house restoration from the 1700s. And in there they say um, the said house, S-A-Y-D house, he is for to clabboard, C-L-A-B-O-R-D, with good and substantial C-L-A-B-O-R-D. And that's how it's been pronounced since those a long time ago. But Kathy is raising her hand. Go, no, go ahead, Kathy. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, I was going to say, but now of late, there's there's a thing called spelling pronunciation, which is when you pronounce a word the way it's spelled. And for some reason, we haven't changed cupboard to cupboard, as you pointed out, but clapboard, as it's spelled, is now considered a, an acceptable, uh, acceptable pronunciation. And the interesting thing is, I have to admit now, you were much more clever than I, Fletcher, because Ross was the one who came up with this idea for the word of the week. And he said, what about C-L-A-P-B-O-A-R-D? And I said, what's what's weird about clapboard? And then, <laughs> then I learned. <laughs> so, so this is a learning experience for all of us today. <laughs> well, if I hadn't known that you guys were bringing me a word that I might not know how to pronounce, I probably would have just said clapboard. Um, so you mentioned you mentioned something about Paul Revere's home. So is a clabbered something something within the home? Yeah, clabbered actually are the long uh, pieces of wood that you like, sort of like oh, shingles, but they're long and thin, and you put them on houses. But interestingly enough, the um, word came from England, and it used to refer to barrel staves, the thin pieces of wood they would make barrels out of. But it came to the states really early for the houses, like in New England. And the word sort of disappeared in English. Like we have a, a reference from the pronouncing dictionary of the English language in 1863, and they make a point saying it's pronounced clabbered, but it's not really used much in England. It, it became really an American word. And in defense of Kathy's not knowing, I thought it was clapboard as a kid, but I went to the beach years ago when I was a kid and I was painting houses and they were clabbered houses. And I thought it was spelled clabbered, C-L-A-B-E-R-D or O-R-D. And I went to the paint store and asked for paint for these clabbered houses. And the guy showed me and it had clapboard. And I was like, hmm, something's odd here. And that's when I learned it. So. <laughs> the fascinating thing to me, though, now is, okay, so we have clapboard pronounced clabbered. We have cupboard pronounced cupboard. 
But you don't have things like blackboard. You don't say blabber. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. I mean, if, if you're going to be, con if, if there was consistency, which there is not in the English language, which we all know, and that's what just always fascinates me, that there's certain things that we, we do change or we do do the, the, the elision, if you will, and then others that we do not. It's actually sort of assimilation. And I think there's some, they're not rules, but there's some like unconscious rules that we do have where, which changes our pronunciation. Not to get overly technical, but P and B are both called plosives. They're uh, sounds that you make and you stop your breath. I mean, just say P. You close your breath for a second. Say B. You close the breath for a second when you say each one. One of the, and they're in effect both the same sound, P and B. One of them is voiced. When you say P, hold your hand around your um, throat. When you say P, it doesn't really vibrate. Mm -hmm. Now say B and it vi vibrates. When those two letters are together, the tendency, there's like a weird unconscious rule in English. The tendency is to get rid of the, um, it seems to be, to get rid of the unvoiced. You get rid of the P and you keep the, the one that buzzes in your mouth, the B. So we say, we don't say cupboard, we say cupboard. We don't say cupboard, we say cupboard. We don't say clappered, we say clabbered. The other interesting thing to me on all of this is humpback whale. We don't say hum, humpback whale, we say humpback. Why do we say cupboard? Why do we say clabbered, but we don't say humpback? That's interesting. I was trying to think of another word with the PB combination there, and yeah, humpback. Um, I, it seems like maybe we want to continue to be as descriptive as possible with that word. I mean, it's a it's a whale with a hump. humped back. Hump on its back. Right? Yeah. I think, yeah. Fletcher, I think you're right. I think clapboard, we don't think of like clap and board. Cupboard, we don't think of cup and board. We think of them as one word. I think Fletcher is, is correct. I think we're still being very descriptive. We're saying it's a whale with a hump. It's also a newer word. I, I think we are about humpback whale, but I'm saying with clapboard, clapboard, as as I pronounced it incorrectly, is becoming more and more common because you don't really think it doesn't mean anything. Like so, that would that would fit in with Fletcher's uh, concept about the humpback. But I'm saying clapboard doesn't doesn't have to be clabbered anymore because it's it's just is what you know. That's what it I is. I sort of agree with you, but that's what you were saying earlier is a spelling pronunciation. We now write it, and then right. people want to be hypercorrect, and they see it as clapboard. Another interesting thing is, you know, the um, the thing that they do in film with, like, you know, take two, and they do the clapboard. There's a thing in film called a clapboard. That was my when you when I first saw the word, I thought, uh oh, because I'm really into movies. I'm a film guy. I thought, uh oh, is this that thing that they clap? And should I really know this word? And I got really nervous. <laughs> but in that sense, Fletcher, you would have been correct to say clapboard. My wife, <laughs> okay. my wife worked in film in Hollywood, and I asked her, you know, is that called a clapboard? She said, no way. It's a. But what they call it usually, the technical term would be clapboard. But she said they never would call it a clapboard. They call it a clapper. But if you had to, like, you know, write it down, like, for, you know, I don't know, for a, a, to buy one, I guess you'd write clapboard and you would pronounce it clapboard. So you would have been correct. So therefore, you can be correct and correct in this case. <laughs> <laughs> I really won today. You won this one, um, yeah. I, 
I want to go back to the, the early, early pronunciation. You said, I think back into the 1600s, you have this word pronounced as clabbered. So this wasn't this wasn't a word that was originally pronounced clapboard, and then people started changing the pronunciation, and now it's changing back. It, it, I mean, as far as you can tell, it really was originally clabbered? No, I think it probably was clapboard originally. Okay. And it came from okay. the German or the Dutch with, uh, I think, Kloppen to cut, Kathy. I'm not really sure about that. Kloppfault. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's 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 it was it was uh, smaller pieces of split oak. I'm just trying to find out like the original original. And it was originally. Yeah, but... to clap. No, it came out from to clap. Yeah. Clappen was the original uh, of the low of the low Germans. So yeah, no. So it it was Ross is right though because really what it is is people. It, it's not lazy tongues, but it's like people have a tendency just to make things easier to say. Of course. And it started as. So, so you've got that. So it was then blurred into clabbered. So it would have technically been clapboard. But if you look at a lot of the words at that time, that, that the tendency was to do that, that elided wording, you know, that elided sound. Well, we all do that. So, I mean, we were um, talking earlier just before the show and Toronto is never pronounced Toronto by people who live here. We take out the T and it's Toronto. Mm -hmm. And the fact was mm -hmm. in the early period of time, people were not that literate. So a lot of times spellings, you know, you just would never even think of associating the P with the B once you um, began speaking it because you couldn't read it. And then gradually, then like as Kathy was saying with spelling pronunciation, gradually as people get more literate, sometimes they go backwards and they and they re they reintroduce the letters into a word. Um, waistcoat, which was always pronounced waistcoat, and you were like sort of sneered at when you pronounce waistcoat, is now being much more commonly pronounced waistcoat. Because I, again, I think it's because it's not something that people are really familiar with. You don't, you don't have your gentleman walking around with his waistcoat, you know, doing hunting, fishing, and shooting. You know, that's true. That's a good point. You? Fletcher, you're aware of waistcoat? <laughs> I don't know. I've not been in a stately home lately. <laughs> I had no idea that that waistcoat was waistcoat. Oh, you didn't? That's oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. No. I mean, it can be now, like Kathy said. Now, I, I think one survey said now waistcoat is more common than waistcoat now. Mm -hmm. But the first pronunciation, yeah, it's really a back should... and forth, and the dictionaries are now all all listing. I, I think even Oxford, I believe, has um, waistcoat as I think. Uh, although I do think it's the second uh, pronunciation. But yeah, it used to be like we, we we it was it was definitely waistcoat, and if you said anything other than that, you proved yourself as sort of like a lower class boor, you know, who wouldn't be invited to that stately home. Which raises the question, though, is this is one minor thing. Uh, we're both really uh, J.R.R. Tolkien fans. And in The Hobbit, he mentions Mr. Baggins' waistcoat and spelt waistcoat or waistcoat and spells it waistcoat. But then at the end of, um, I think it's the end of uh, Lord of the Rings, he has uh, Sam's father saying, saying waistcoat and spells it W-E-S-K-I-T which is the pronunciation sound of it. And I'm wondering, does he do that deliberately to show this is how the old guy pronounced it or not? It, whereas the other people were saying waistcoat. That's interesting. It could well be because he wasn't lingual. I mean, you would think that he would be that specific. Yeah. No, I just thought it was interesting. But it should not be spelled W-E-A-E-S-K-I-T unless you're just doing a um, pronunciation guide. Fletcher, I've got one now, another word for you, and we'll see. It's... B-L-A-C-K-G-U-A-R-D. How would you pronounce that? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, again, having no idea what it is, but knowing the context of what we're talking about, I want to just go ahead and say blaggard. Uh, Yay! Yay! Again, correct. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> now that was entirely context clues. I wouldn't have known if I'd just seen that out you know, out in the wild. I that was when I thought for years was Blackguard. Sure, yeah, of course. Do you know what that is? Do you guys that know? That one I mean, for some reason I knew. Not. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. What is a blackguard? Uh, it's a criminal or a vagrant. It's bad guy. Okay. They also started out for that was because um, it was attendants that were dressed in black. It was a. Uh, it was people who were supporting the the more the upper class guys. So then it first was just used for that group. Then it sort of edged out and it extended, and it became like someone sort of bad. You'd be ah, oh, you're a blackguard, aren't you? And this is another word that spelling pronunciation has has reemerged, and it is it is listed as blackguard often, so it's not incorrect now to say blackguard. That's interesting too, and the opposite is the interesting thing too. Though some people actually now apparently spell blackguard blackguard, and there was like a real dust up in England because some guy wrote a letter to the editor, and he wrote you know so and so is a blackguard b l a g g a r d. And he was roundly ridiculed for like not writing it correctly as blackguard. I mean, so it's a again, we go back into the, all the complexities of language. I'm going to take us on a slight tangent and do it the opposite way. The word F-O-R-E-H-E-A-D, which is pronounced. OK, OK, I'm going to say it the uh, American way. I'm going to say forehead. Fletcher? Forehead. Okay, well, that's how it was. That's how it is pronounced now, and there's no question. It used to be though, and this is something that disturbed me as a little kid. It used to be pronounced forehead. That's right. Like like we were saying, like blackguard. And I don't know if you guys know. As a little girl, I used to know the poem. It was like there. One, I think it was a Longfellow poem. There once was a little girl uh, who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. Oh, right. And when right. she was good, she was very very good. And when she was bad, she was horrid and i remember as a kid i was like this is the worst poem ever that it doesn't rhyme, rhyme. <laughs> yeah no i really thought that i thought they were really stretching and it wasn't until i was much older that i learned that it indeed used to be pronounced forehead and again we get the spelling pronunciation we we ended up changing it to forehead although in england i asked an english friend of mine he's elderly and he says forehead and he said and he said many of his relatives still say forehead so then I asked him, and he did a little research, and I did a little research. And in England now, the preferred pronunciation or the common pronunciation was still forehead until well into the 1950s. But what's happened more recently is now the English are changing it to forehead as well. 65% of the British received pronunciation uh, respondents now prefer an H in the word. In the 50s and 40s, he said no one would have said forehead. It would all be forehead. Okay, we've got another listener question this time around, uh, and it seems like something that might have a pretty simple answer, but I gotta say I really don't know what that answer is. The question is, what's the deal with Catsup, C-A-T-S-U-P. Is it pronounced like ketchup, and are they different things? This is signed, sincerely, a perplexed corn dog fan, uh, who we, we all are. Uh, I I have never known the answer to this, and, and I don't know which word came first or where it came from to begin with, or or what to do with catsup. Uh, what do you got? 
it's actually it it, it I would say ketchup K E T C H U P would be the most logical spelling. Because they think it's a debate, but both ketchup and catsup, if you will, are different spellings for the very same thing. And they think it initially uh, came from either China, a fish sauce spelled K-E-C-H-I-A-P, ketchup, or a Malay word spelled K-I-C-A-P, or an Indonesian (laughs) word spelled K-E-C-A-P. But they were all uh, sauces, fish sauces. And the Europeans took it back in the 1600s home and called it ketchup, which was a takeoff on the pronunciation in uh, whatever Asian country we're saying it came from. Can I kind of throw something in here, though? Because the interesting thing is all of the derivations are actually from Chinese people either living obviously in China or in Malaysia or in Indonesia. And then the word from there went into Malay or Indonesian. And then from there came into uh, English. And the real problem with all of that is how do you transliterate a Chinese word? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we used to call Beijing Peking. And that comes from like a certain system that some guy developed, Wei Giles, and to make those Chinese sounds sounds like uh, Chinese, even though they're written in English words. And all of the the, de- the differences between ketchup and catsup all come from that problem. How do you transliterate those words? But they're always pronounced ketchup. They always are pronounced ketchup. Yep. Well, believe it even or not. Even though it's spelled catsup, which is, which is the thing. Catsup is pronounced ketchup. Catsup is, is a way of transliterating <laughs> ketchup it's not a very good way of doing it but it's a way interestingly though the reason you more often see ketchup now more often than catsup is uh pretty much because of heinz catsup was the preferred spelling typically in the united states more often um initially in fact i think up until the 40s um if you look at it you'd see more references to catsup than ketchup but the heinz company um, didn't produce ketchup until the later 1800s, and they wanted to stand out from the competitors, so they changed the spelling to ketchup, which became the standard spelling. But it should be pronounced ketchup. Um, I'm sorry, though. We have to correct something. The more I'm looking, it is pronounced catsup. It is not pronounced ketchup. If you spell it catsup, it's pronounced catsup. I just want to. I, I we we did not make we did not say that, and we wow. should have said that. Okay. It's it's definitely pronounced catsup. It's just it's per- nowadays almost everyone says ketchup, and actually nowadays a lot of people you see catsup. I will see the word catsup and say ketchup, because ketchup is now the preferred thing. But it is if if you technically if you see catsup, it's catsup. It's just not very popular anymore. That's interesting, Kevin. I did not know that. That was very lazy on my part. Ketchup. Okay, I just did uh, how to pronounce. And two different ones of how to pronounce, and they both say ketchup. <laughs> okay, now I found I didn't. Let me Oxford, just talk. To let, let, let's uh, keep it going. Oxford words online, and they said catsup. Kat, this is interesting. <laughs> let's keep this. Kat, this is interesting. So I just did two how to pronounce C A T S U P online, and they had ketchup. Okay, now I just found catsup. I'm looking right now. Oxford Dictionary. Catsup. <laughs> it's a very annoying accent, too. I might add. This is fascinating. There's. It doesn't sound like there's agreement on this. No. Well, now we have a real conundrum here. Now I'm looking. Do the is that an English way of pronouncing it differently? Oh, I had. I just looked at Cambridge had both English and um, both uh, American English and English English British English as catsup. It does. I'm just looking at that too. 
So let's see Merriam-Webster. Ketchup is the more common. So let's just, I say forget catsup. It's been it's been gone for years. I'm going to throw something out though. The Merriam-Webster has catsup, C A T S U P. The first pronunciation and the one that you can actually hear is ketchup. The second pronunciation yeah, that's, which I don't even it's, bother it's putting that here. I think that there's for. like a, a an interesting non-rule here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should start using more mustard, will you? I mean, come on, make it simpler. No, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It seems strange that there would be such a divergence uh, amongst pronunciations even online, but but I guess well, here the we odd are. thing to me is it was initially catch up spelled. I mean, in 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 English, C A T like catch up with me, catch up, you know, whatever, C A T C H U P. And then in um, in, I think it was the 1700s, Jonathan Swift is the first recorded uh, use of spelling it cats up jonathan swift yeah again. jonathan swift really makes things annoying doesn't he i think that we should ban him <laughs> this is a this was a really interesting it's funny because when you first gave us this question i thought oh this is going to be simple but it's there's a lot to it i think i mean it explains a lot that as ross was talking about it's it's um based in that transliteration of of Chinese or or Malay or or whatever wherever it originally came from. I mean that explains a lot about why we would have you know, such different uh, spellings and therefore different pronunciations because probably no one really knew in English how to pronounce the thing exactly. To begin with. And we've had that with some other words. I forget which now. But remember when we did the whole dengue thing? Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. I'm just fascinated. I'm sorry. I'm still reading about ketchup. That ketchup didn't have tomatoes in it until about the 1800s. Say what? Yeah, ketchup initially was just like the fish sauce. The earliest recipes were anchovies, shallots. It sounds sort of like Worcestershire sauce, actually. Anchovies, shallots, vinegar, white wine, cloves, ginger, mace, nutmeg, pepper, and lemon peel. Tomato was seen as pretty much poisonous in the early 17 in the 1700s. And it was fought, when it finally came in, it was like the one way people would eat tomatoes. They still wouldn't eat raw tomatoes. So Interesting. Huh. Live and loin. Yeah. There's a lot to ketchup. There's more to ketchup than meets the eye, as they always say. <laughs> as they always say, yes. <laughs> Don't you always say that? <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod or email me at powell at KMUW.org. You can check out special artwork for this episode and every episode designed by Jordan Kirtley at our website, kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross Petrus's new book, That Doesn't Mean What You Think It Means, at your local independent bookstore. Kathy and Ross have written a lot more. They're always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. Oh, and one more thing, or sort of a couple things. First, Kathy mentioned that Heinz more or less forced us into saying ketchup, or at least spelling it ketchup. And there's a great scene in Mad Men where Peggy sells Heinz on doing exactly that. What's the difference between ketchup and catsup? Well, catsup has more tomatoes, comes in a bigger bottle, is cheaper, but tastes just like ketchup. Now we know that's not true, but that's what your competitors are saying. 
and they're selling their watered-down, flavorless sauce by pretending that they're you. Makes you angry, doesn't it? You can find the whole scene on YouTube. Check it out, because, honestly, Peggy's just the best. But also, as is the case with essentially every other aspect of our lives, The Simpsons has already addressed this whole ketchup catsup problem. And, for once at least, we are all Mr. Burns. Ketchup? 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 I'm in way over my head. He's uh, talking to the ketchup now. Burns is sure acting nutty. Maybe going broke and losing his plants destroyed his brain. Could you come along with us, sir? Are you here to solve my ketchup problem? Yes, that's right. 